0: Hello my name is Richard Hayward and welcome to my podcast. Today we're having a look at Psalm number eight. Terry will be reading two passages to us. First of all Psalm number eight and then from Matthew chapter six verses 25 to 34 and then I'll be sharing some thoughts uh, about these two passages. As always my prayer is that as you listen to this podcast it will give you a few moments just to stop and be still and be more aware of God's presence, his love and his peace with you.
1: To the choir master, according to the Gittith, a psalm of David. therefore i tell you don't worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body what you will wear isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing consider the birds of the sky they don't sow or reap or gather into barns yet your heavenly father feeds them aren't you worth more than they can any of you add one moment to his life by worrying and why do you worry about clothes Observe how the wild flowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown in the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, What will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own.
0: I'm out here on a beautifully starry night. Unfortunately, I can't really show you what's up there, what I'm looking at at the moment, because I don't have the right camera equipment to be able to do it. The last few evenings, I've been thinking, oh, shall I go out there? And it's been cloudy, or it was trying to snow yesterday, or it's, uh, it's been rainy. And this evening, it's pretty cold. Yep, you can probably see my breath, Uh, but it's pretty cold, but I'll tell you what, when you look up, the stars are just amazing. I can see over there, I can see the big saucepan, I know that's probably not the name of it, and Orion's belt ahead of me, and there's a star lower down in the sky, which is twinkling all sorts of colors, and it is just amazing. The last few weeks have been pretty heavy, haven't they, in the Psalms that we have been reading. Um, Let's face it, they have had quite a lot of uh, heartache and there seems to be quite a bit of complaining and and frustration and and concern with where they're at. It's been good to look at those Psalms, but it's lovely to come to Psalm 8 which is so uplifting from beginning to end. But let's not be fooled. There's a big challenge in this psalm, as we'll find out in a few moments. So yes, here we are at Psalm 8. And being outside here and looking up at the stars, I can imagine that David was in a similar position when he wrote this psalm. Of course, being a shepherd, he would have spent many evenings and nights out looking after the sheep. So he would have spent many nights underneath the stars, probably with a little fire. Uh, but just the silence of what was around him, maybe the odd bleating of a sheep. But other than that, very still and just being in the presence of this amazing spectacle which we can still look up and enjoy today. There would have been virtually no light pollution so the stars would have shone even brighter. It's not quite the same as what David would have had. He would have probably been enjoying being out in the evening, in the, in the sort of the balmy late evening after the heat of the day, and just enjoying the, the, the coolness. Here in January in England, it's pretty freezing cold. <laughs> but we can still get an idea as to where David was when he wrote this song. And he starts by giving glory to God, amazed by his creation, followed by the thought of you created all of this, the stars, the moon, the sky, and yet you can think about me. How can you, God, creator of all of this, be bothered with me, and not just be bothered, but actively loving me. And it's this that I think we should focus on from this psalm. The Almighty God, the creator of everything, the creator of the stars and the moon, and this amazing sky that I can see before me. And if it's like this when you are watching this, then do either pause or at the end of it, just go outside and have a look at the stars because they are just amazing. But the, the Almighty Creator, the God of everything, is interested in me, cares for me, loves me. That Almighty God, The creator of everything is interested in you, cares for you and loves you. And how much does he love us? Enough to give his most precious part of himself, his son, so as to create a way for us to be able to come home to him. What an awesome thought. He loves us enough to provide us with everything that we need, as that second passage that Terry read a few moments ago says. We don't need to worry. We don't need to worry. He provides food for the birds. He provides adornment for the flowers, as Jesus says in that passage in Matthew. How much more will he provide for us us that he loves so dearly. He will provide you and me with all that we need. And the question when I think of that comes to mind is, well, how does he do that? He could click his fingers and provide you or provide me with everything that we need right for the rest of our lives in an instant, right this moment. Why doesn't he? Because a massive part of creating us is for relationship. A relationship with God and a relationship with each other. He uses us to help each other provide for each other. And there is the challenge. He will provide all that I need. Yes. He will provide all that I need for the lifestyle that I want? No. Not necessarily. So maybe rather than me asking, so here's a challenge. Rather than asking, do I have everything I need, which often implies that I probably need more or maybe I want more. How about we ask, do I need all that I have? Is there someone else that needs what I have? If God uses us, to provide for the needs of each other, then maybe that's what we need to ask. What do I have that someone else needs? So if we look at this Psalm and this passage in Matthew, can I challenge you this week to find one thing that you have and give it to someone else that needs it? Here's the crazy reality in this world. There is enough food on this planet for everyone to eat and for no one to go hungry. So how come there are so many just here in England, let alone across the world, that are going to bed tonight, not having had a meal today? Psalm 8, after it, it glorifies God and, and wonders about the spectacle of the stars and about how God considers me or thinks about me or loves me. Then goes on to talk about an amazing responsibility that we have. That God has given us the responsibility of everything here on earth that he has made. How are we doing with that responsibility? The teacher's report would probably be quite similar to the report that I used to get when I was growing up, when I was at school, could do better. Two weeks ago, the challenge from Psalm 6 was to find one thing to be thankful for. Last week, The challenge was to take one step forward from Psalm 7. This week, out of Psalm 8, the challenge for you and the challenge for me is to find one thing that you have, one thing that I have, to give to someone that needs it.